This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. Welcome back to a freestyle and a, a different kind of video here on the DJ's Aviation channel. This is also being recorded as a podcast. If you did not know, I also run the DJ's Aviation podcast. There are 60 plus episodes detailing funny travel stories, flight reviews, and a whole lot more. This video and review is also sponsored by Ridge. More on them shortly. Now, the premise of what I'll be discussing today is my review and discussion following tuning into the 45-minute investigation from Four Corners. Four Corners are part of the ABC and a very important part of television with great investigative work. They um, released a, I guess you could say, documentary or mini-documentary, 44 minutes long, on the inside story of the chaos at Qantas. A fantastic piece that puts together a lot of what has been going on. There's various topics that are covered and different employees, people within the industry that are speaking up on the matter. And I think it adds a lot of substance and weight, putting more, again, of a people feel on the matter. During my viewing, I did write some notes that I wanted to get into in this video. And I thought we'd begin with the reputation versus customer service and just discussing how the PR spin has been so important and I guess how it potentially can affect the public's perception. One thing that was heavily discussed at the beginning of this documentary was Qantas's reputation and how they are, I guess you could say, viewed from a customer's perspective, which I would argue before the pandemic maybe wasn't amazing, but definitely was in a better position. Uh, they are the spirit of Australia. There is a reason they have been flying for 100 plus years. And I think in recent years, that's definitely taken a uh, been in a downward spiral, should I say. And I think what we've seen, especially recently, has been the use of announcements and PR to shift the focus. You'll typically see a big announcement either right before a financial earnings uh, reveal, or you'll see a major announcement following a bad news story emerging or potentially Qantas being exposed. Now, the number one um, announcement, I guess you could say, would definitely have to be Project Sunrise. A new story pops up or a new announcement or a press conference appears only a day or at most a week after sort of Qantas is rattled in terms of a story hits or a story breaks that highlights just how terribly they are going. Um, and I think the documentary did a great job at, at highlighting how important the PR is. And that's something I've been saying for so long. Now, don't get me wrong, public relations and, of course, having that um, good media stories run is always a very important part of any company. You don't want a negative uh, story running. But at the same time, that trying to have that spin is maybe something that we get caught up in by being so excited by certain announcements. But I think being able to see through those 
announcements as a very much PR spin is huge. Um, a, another point that was heavily talked about, and, and I've discussed this a few times, but that was the customers not being match fit comment. So a couple of months ago, as we did emerge from the pandemic, of course, if you're if you're unaware, Australia was very heavily locked down during the pandemic. It was pretty impossible to get out. And I know from my own personal experience, it was pretty impossible to get in. Domestic travel was very much on and off. But generally speaking, the vast majority of the public did not travel during the pandemic. I know with my family that did not happen, and I know with many others it was very much alike. So a couple of years away, you can imagine that maybe you're a little bit rusty when it comes to flying again, or that general process is quite overwhelming. Similar to anything, if you've not done it in a while, or you used to do it frequently, and then you've taken um, a break from it. But what was interesting is, as we came back and there were delays, Qantas's CEO, Alan Joyce, and many of upper management blamed the customers, claiming they were not match fit and they were the reason why delays were uh, occurring. And that was, say, even just going through security and so forth, which I've always found to be a pretty hurtful and um, comment that probably wasn't very tasteful. That was also uh, mentioned, but that, that goes back to what was covered in the Four Corners report, and that is the lack of blame and accountability for the mistakes and a lot of the key reasoning, because at the end of the day, one of the major things Qantas did throughout this pandemic was get rid of a lot of staff, pardon me. Um, we saw 1,700 ground staff depart, and the company outsourced the work to contractors. Why was this? Well, as explained very much so in the piece, um, it was an opportunity for Qantas. At the end of the day, you need to make a business profitable, which I'll always get. But in some instances, I think Qantas, uh, in the best way possible, I can put this, probably try and push their luck a little bit too much in terms of being profitable and cost-saving measures. Um, I'm going to get onto a little bit later in this podcast and review just how bad removing all the staff was and the effects it's had. Uh, that comes down to even just mentors. Um, but having 1,700 ground staff go and outsourcing that, you lose a lot of experience. And at the end of the day, you have to feel for those people that are working with the contractors that are now working on Qantas aircraft, because at the end of the day, they don't know any better. And they're going to be severely lacking of mentors and experience and understanding at the end of the day as well. Aviation is a very, very important field. We're talking the safety of hundreds of thousands of people and um, having people with not enough experience and then not having the correct trainers and so forth, all because you want to save money, uh, is a very questionable decision. And there were a couple of um, stories that broke inside this Four Corners review that highlighted that because of these new workers, there were instances where freight was loaded in the wrong part and same with bags. And as we know, that can be absolutely catastrophic, but it was noted at the last minute. Now, the interesting part about it being noticed at the last minute and Qantas's comments on the matter was that that clearly means that their safety procedures are being upheld. Now, you can definitely understand that perspective and, and say that, yes, well, clearly something was in the right if they were able to notice the mistake. But at the same point, I don't think we would have been in that position had all those employees not gone. And especially the handling and treatment of the employees that have gone, well, 
that that's absolutely crazy and it, it tracks back to even now problems in sydney um i just recently flew through sydney for those that are curious i flew in on the singapore airlines a380 and then jumped on board a Qantas 737 from Sydney to Melbourne. Now, one of the most interesting things about that entire experience was when my plane actually arrived into Sydney, there were no crew to meet it, and there were no crew for a solid 10 minutes. Um, No doubt they were probably on another aircraft highlighting that there's not enough there. Um, There is a skill and labor shortage, and it took them 10 minutes and for that plane to uh, be sat there for that long. Also, interestingly enough, when someone did arrive... He simply shrugged his shoulders to the cockpit, utterly confused and bewildered. And then when he was there sort of walking around, only on his eye um, guidance did the plane pull in, completely crooked and did not arrive at the right point. But it highlights um, just how bad it's gotten. And of course, the pressures that the pilots are are facing and being told to depart without bags, being told to depart without passengers, bags not being offloaded, that, that's something that is also very weir- real and um, goes back to a discussion surrounding checked luggage. Now, there's always the risk that you will lose checked luggage. I mean, it shouldn't be a risk, but especially during this pandemic and as we emerge and the labor shortages, it's it's always a, a thing that you have to keep in mind. I recently purchased an AirTag um, after seeing a couple of people lose their bags on Twitter and actually, the first time I had that air tag, my bag didn't arrive with me. And thankfully, because of the air tag, I was able to call up and say, it's in this location. Um, I was dealing with Air Canada at the time, but they they didn't know where the bag was. And I said, well, it's in Montreal. Like, can you put it on the next flight? Thankfully, I got it the next day. But maybe without the air tag, I would have had absolutely no clue. And that bag may not have arrived. Um, that's not to say that everyone needs an air tag, but it's just one of those things that how the world has become. Um, On to my next point, Uh, it it goes back to fatigue. I think this is something that is heavily talked about within the aviation industry and is very, 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 very important. Um, Crew are running out of hours because of the delays and workers are generally struggling. Um, As the passenger numbers have continued to grow and actually reach pre-pandemic numbers, um, because of that outsourcing, they've been unable to really keep up. They're basically expected to do the tasks with less numbers, and I think more importantly, less experience. At the end of the day, this outsourcing is a new thing. These people are very new potentially to the industry, and all your wealth of experience has departed. Um, And sometimes that can backfire in, in many different ways. A couple of people were interviewed that previously worked for Qantas and worked for 30 plus years, and they were discussing how when they joined up to the company, their supervisors had been working for decades and the wealth of experience was so valuable to them. But what they actually said was the most valuable of all and a money bu- and a money can't buy experience was um, specifically learning from their mentors day to day how to operate at Qantas and the Qantas culture. That doesn't exist in, in a large portion now of that company and that's uh, a very valid concern and something that I hope changes as an Australian myself. Um, I had it also note regarding ground handlers loading incorrectly. Uh, that's something I mentioned, but basically what was meant to go in the front went in the back, so there were therefore weight issues. Um, it was picked up on though right before the aircraft left, and, and whether that's inexperience but also fatigue and just um, accidentally doing something incorrectly, I mean, there was a discussion inside the documentary regarding Jetstar. Now, an engineer or someone working on the ground did not put the cap on um, 
one of the parts of the aircraft where the fuel was, and I think it was gas or something. And um, obviously, I think nothing happened in the flight or may have been uh, notified of it just before departure, but that's what fatigue can do. And I think what a a very interesting point in this documentary was uh, the person that was covering it went with this person and uh, went on to sort of a light aircraft. And uh, the person he was interviewing did the exact thing that no doubt happened with the Jetstar aircraft. And I think what was interesting is the the man from Four Corners did not realize what had actually happened. And he had to alert him and say, I didn't put the cap on. It's something as simple as that. And I'm sure anyone listening and and or watching to this has done something like that in the past. I know it's happened to me a lot when I've been tired, um, when I've been fatigued, when I've been a bit overwhelmed. You forget to do the most basic things. You misplace stuff. Now, imagine that on an aircraft. Um, Forgetting your car keys and having to go back for them, or uh, misloading cargo, or forgetting to put a cap on of a plane that has 200 people, or 300 people, or 150. Obviously, the aviation industry is so important, but it also comes down to just how the safety of it. You're playing with hundreds of people's lives, and that's and that's why fatigue is such a such a highly talked about thing, and why it needs to be managed so carefully. But at Qantas, that's not really happening. You know, they don't have enough employees. They've gotten rid of so many. And I think, interestingly enough, uh, it was mentioned that they did get rid of several engineers. And when I say several, it was a lot more than several. And those engineers sort of pushed back on Qantas and said to them that you're making a mistake. Um, You're not going to be able to cope when the demand returns. Qantas ignored that. And funnily enough, demand has returned and they've been unable to keep up. Now, they say that they will hire more engineers. But again, that valuable experience is gone now. And either these people have retired or gone somewhere else and and won't be headed back to Qantas, especially with the current culture that is ongoing. On top of that, uh, it was definitely mentioned that loyal Qantas employees cannot believe how they've been treated. I've sort of touched on this briefly already, but no matter what role they're in, they feel like they're disposable and then know that their opinions are no longer important and their feelings and so forth. I think probably one of the most startling parts about the entire investigation was not necessarily the issues with the planes or the potential safety risks, was, but it was actually um, the amount of Qantas employees that are ringing Lifeline and ringing uh, these people at Qantas that are uh, tasked with helping people that are struggling mentally. Now, this can be for many different reasons, um, but what was very interestingly mentioned was a lot of it actually had to do with the working conditions at Qantas and what they were being made to do. They simply don't feel they can keep up, and if anything, are looking to cut corners, um, which is not good. You can't be cutting corners in the uh, aviation industry and, and the aviation world, but the reality is, is when Qantas is threatening your job position, you have to find ways to adapt. And like I think was mentioned many times in the documentary, it's only a matter of time before something does genuinely go wrong um, unless something changes. Qantas has had a brilliant safety record, one of the safest airlines in the world, and I think their service has always been absolutely brilliant. But what was talked about in this investigation was Qantas taking that for granted, um, taking that safety safety record for granted and rolling with it. And that's the same thing as their customers and and employees. They're using that to their advantage and they're cutting corners wherever possible on that, whether that be safety, whether that be customer satisfaction, whether that be their employees. And 
that can only run for a certain period of time before something does go wrong. And we've already seen it on many occasions now, something all almost going wrong and um, last minute it being noticed. Imagine had it not been noticed at the last minute. It's a very, very valid concern. This is a note that I um, put down in, in my uh, pages document and it wasn't necessarily mentioned in the documentary, but it's something that I, I noticed myself. Um, and that was the similarities, Qantas and Boeing. Uh, very, very big similarities in my opinion, and maybe not for the right reasons. Actually, in hindsight, probably not for the right reasons at all, but definitely worth mentioning. And that is the culture and the family. Qantas is the spirit of Australia. That's on their aircraft. That's their tagline. Their theme song is, I'll still call Australia home. They're very much being that Australian carrier. And, you know, you see the Qantas tail and the flying kangaroo and it's universally known as that is Australia. And at the end of the day, not many airlines can survive over 100 years. That is the absolute reality. In fact, in this climate, it's very, very difficult um, with the pandemic throwing curveballs and airlines having to adapt their business models, facing new competitors and so forth. So for that, I'll always give Qantas a lot of credit for surviving that long, being that much of an important brand to Australian culture. But the recent downfall and... And especially in terms of comments from key employees, comments from former employees, is that that culture that maybe was at Qantas 15 years ago has diminished. Um, it's it's just not there anymore. And if you have a look at discussions surrounding Boeing in the past uh, five to ten years, I think something very similar has also happened. Working for uh, Boeing 30 or so years ago used to be a thing of great pride. In fact, that was covered very heavily in the downfall. The case against Boeing Netflix documentary, which if you haven't watched, I would I would highly encourage you to take the time to watch. There's striking similarities from an employee standpoint on how they view the company and how they view the management, how they view working at the company. It goes from a very positive thing where there's thousands of people applying for X amount of jobs and it's usually a very minimal amount and they're really picking the best talent or they're picking people that are very, very much willing to learn. Um, they're very supportive of them. They're very much willing to give them a career, make them feel like family and make them feel like that's their home to whereas now I don't think that really exists with the various outsourcing management decisions. Now, Boeing, you could definitely say are turning that around. Um, they're, though, at their later stages, I would argue, of turning that around. They still have a ways to go, but Qantas are, I wouldn't even say, at the beginning of that process. If Qantas are really to correct their issues, we're many, many, many years away from that taking place, and I will always be very open and say that that's not going to happen under current management. Um, if you have a look at social media and the general reaction and even comments from those employees that were interviewed in this Four Corners documentary, um, they're too far gone. And that's what I think a lot of people have said. Interestingly enough, and I'll pull this up right now on my screen, Qantas actually issued a a little bit of a statement regarding Four Corners um, investigation. And uh, I think the biggest of everything is we completely reject the baseless and generalized safety claims from these unions. And they, they kind of knock down the entire Four Corners report. And I think what was most interesting was the safety during the pandemic in regards to facing the risk of the virus and actually being being overruled by safe work in New South Wales, that they were actually going about it in an incorrect manner. Uh, so that sort of just proves that their words have no substance. At the end of the day, they're very much just spokesperson comments. 
for those that are curious, Qantas's safety during the beginning of the pandemic was deemed as being very questionable. They didn't have the right protective gear. In addition, they were pretty much just using cloths to clean with a little bit of water. There was no bathroom cleaning that was actually proper during the pandemic's early stages, and Qantas believed that masks were incredibly weird and would have um, put a bad image on the passengers, which I I think is very, very interesting and would have scared them. Uh, Customer-facing roles, wearing masks and gloves was also very highly discouraged. This is backed up by various employees. And the feedback, especially for business class, is that it would be not something they'd want to see, and then they may not fly with them again. So losing that customer base by taking the precautions. I think one of the also biggest stories regarding the employee impact is regarding someone that got laid off uh, during the early stages of the pandemic, and it's an ongoing court case and investigation. Essentially, the employee wrote to management many times during the early stages of the pandemic addressing the risk of the virus and that employees didn't specifically feel safe working on specific flights coming in from China, as this is where the virus, like we know, was really starting to pick up pace and the employees wanted to write about potentially taking more safety precautions on these flights when it came to cleaning, when it came to dealing with it, just just to be on the safe side. What was interestingly enough is they would basically noted that they would face disciplinary action or face termination of employment if they didn't if they went ahead with this um, and a quote that was mentioned was the risk of aircraft workers contracting coronavirus as a result of working on the aircraft is negligible um, and many workers concerns were labeled as unreasonable now they were entitled to speak up on this but they were not entitled to stop work and not clean the plane but they wanted to have that appropriate equipment and didn't want to, say, have the plane infected with the virus or potentially then bring that elsewhere. They stood him down. Uh, This is subject again to the court proceedings, and after he mentioned it many times to management, Qantas actually, interestingly enough, said he was made a... uh, Pardon me. Qantas said he was trying to spread allegations to get people to essentially stop cleaning the planes and, and conducting their work. So therefore, he was a bit of a risk to Qantas's process. Qantas made him the scapegoat. Many, many people have backed up these claims. And I think, again, another pinpoint discussion as part of this was uh, the Australian way is looking after each other and what the family of Qantas should be. But they went completely against that by hanging one of their employees out to dry and, and making an example out of him and not in a positive light. Again, not the Australian way. And when you're running an airline that is the spirit of Australia, It's just not the way. And I think generally they're very out of touch. And that has been highlighted throughout this documentary. As we know, Qantas also removed a third of its workforce. Now, they said that without that, they would have gone broke. But COVID, I think many people agree, was an opportunity for Qantas to remove these people, outsource work and look towards more cost saving by removing certain key workers. I think they take their employees, their customers and the brand that is so many people are so loyal to for granted um, and that even stretches to Qantas finding ways with cabin crew to not make pay equal. Uh, many people were described as being under different contracts and various subsidiary, various subsidiaries, pardon me, that they were a part of. That means that while they were flying under the Qantas tail, they were a part of a different subsidiary company on different pay to someone potentially from New Zealand or part of the India division or part of the UK division. You'd have people essentially working from everywhere together, doing the same job, but the pay wouldn't be different. Um, a very interesting point is that 
all animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others. $40 uh, an hour was for legacy, and that went down to even as low as 23 for the newer people who were on these subsidiaries. Um, what was mentioned by an, a cabin crew who worked on the Airbus A380 and worked extensively with Qantas, he said that critical safety-sensitive roles, um, they shouldn't be earning the same as someone working in fast food or a supermarket. And that is because they're the first ones that have to run towards a fire. They're the first ones that have to put themselves in a in a safety risk. There's a lot more risk involved in that position. Qantas has just been ranked as one of the worst employers. And there's a general lack of trust still also between pilots and their management, which is a huge, huge problem. It hasn't been repaired, I think, for now over a decade. This has been due to recent issues. Um, it certainly isn't where closer. It certainly isn't anywhere closer to improving. Former pilots believe that the business model needs to be strictly looked at. They've played divide and conquer, and obviously job security for pilots is huge, yet Qantas has uh, really been using that as a threat to the pilots. If they don't comply, well, then they'll find someone else to fill their role. And job security in the industry where we're talking about pilots is massive. I mean, as some people will know that may be listening to this that are trying to become a pilot or are a pilot or potentially were a pilot, you put everything into that career and you sacrifice a lot. So one of the main things pilots at Qantas always used to have and what they've always wanted is that security that their job will remain. Again, similar to the loyal customers, similar to the loyal employees, they're, they're, the management is using that to their advantage and actually threatening those pilots. Um, Qantas has deemed on many occasions to unlawfully have gotten rid of the employees. They seize that opportunity to get rid of their staff, but when the job's when people could have come back to those jobs, they'd already outsourced it so they couldn't get those positions back. And uh, as many people said, it was too hard to understand illegally and there was nothing they could really do. Um, Qantas posted big losses, but it's seeing huge demand, of course. There were fairly tame questions from journalists, of course. Um, and then one of the questions came through from someone at Four Corners and it was... Uh, an interesting one. It's and I think it poses a very, very brilliant question, and that is: Is it really fair for employees from different areas of the globe, all doing the same job, to be paid different? Um, he said the domestic market is very competitive, and therefore Qantas has to find ways to survive. Joyce says it's a necessity, and he didn't answer if it was fair or not. And then eventually, the reporter got ejected by security. Um, repairing trust is a is a massive thing in the aviation world and especially at Australian carrier Qantas it does not come overnight and while Qantas can do all the work to yes fix it it is going to take time and as many people believe and as i briefly discussed at the beginning of this review podcast/video some people just truly see it as too deep and it is beyond repair it impacts the customer experience Qantas employees and and more and I think the downfall at Qantas has been incredibly hard to watch will they be able to repair the culture I do not think so especially under current management will they get the demand back yes of course um, that's no question of a doubt but the culture is something that has always been very important at Qantas and with that lacking it's it's uh, trying times I wanted to conclude on a little bit of thing regarding staff um the Qantas staff are some of the best within the aviation industry that I've come across, from the lovely cabin crew to even the airport workers. They're incredibly down-to-earth, they're inc incredibly supportive, and very, very kind-hearted people. And I think that 
is who has been impacted the most by all of this. Us as customers have had it tough. People have lost their bags, flights cancelled. Um, and don't don't get me wrong, I've had my frustrations with the airline. But I feel for the employees. Um, only a couple of months ago did the switch really take place where we saw the blame be more put on upper management and, of course, the CEO, Alan Joyce. But as I've said in podcasts, as I've said to people in interviews, as I've said to people in the industry when I've spoken with them, those airport workers are the front of the company. They are the face. Um, Alan Joyce and more hide behind their corporate desks, if you will. But the employees are the ones that deal with those annoyed customers. And they're the ones that have to face the brunt of it for something that is not their fault. The outsourced employees, yes, maybe they're not as skilled. They're lacking experience, but it's not their fault. They, It is not their fault that they are in that position where they're struggling. They should have been equipped with the devices to be successful, but the reality is that's not there for them. So if you're to take anything from this review, and I also do just generally highly encourage you to go and watch the review, but the investigation, but if you're taking anything from this, remember that those airport workers and the airport workers around the world are people, and a lot of the issues at respective airline does not necessarily come down to the person that is checking your bag. That is their job. They're stressed. They're probably fatigued. They're probably overworked. Um, Give them some patience, understanding, and I think that will do them the world. Even just going as far as saying thank you very much sincerely will truly make their day because they're probably yelled at quite frequently and um, they have a very, very difficult job. I'm hoping that Qantas can turn this around. I really, really hope so. Um, We'll have to see what happens. I will continue to cover their developments as an Australian myself. I find it very interesting and fascinating to see what has taken place over recent years. It's been an incredibly hard watch as an Australian myself. So that's my review on the Four Corners investigation into the chaos at Qantas. I do hope you enjoyed it. Please do, if you stay to the end, use the comments as a bit of a dialogue to discuss your thoughts on Qantas. You can leave long paragraphs, you can leave single comments, but obviously your thoughts and opinions would be greatly appreciated. This was a freestyle video. There's There was no script. I just had a couple of notes written down. So I appreciate um, you sticking with me and I apologize if it was a little bit all over the place. Um, it's not my normal style, but we're getting there and hopefully with some time, maybe I could do more of these um, I'd also argue I'm a little bit rusty with regards to doing these these podcasts and, and reviews and so forth, as I've been taking a couple of months off recording podcasts. But season two of the DJ's Aviation podcast is coming very soon, so stay tuned for that. Thanks for your time. Thank you for watching. Again, a final reminder to check out the Four Corners investigation. That can be found on YouTube, or you can find it in the description and or show notes. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.